We are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Now, we're talking about how to keep yourself from the wicked one. Now, we found out you come to Jesus, you hear his sayings, and then you do them. Number one under that is be born again. Now, the rest of these, just about all of them come under being doers of the word of God. To be a doer of the word, you have to walk in love. So number two would be being a doer of the word of God, and under that there'll be many things. Turn with me to James, the first chapter. Now, let's read from verse 19. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. Now, remember... Jesus said, if you come to me and hear my sayings, we need to be swift to hear what God said, what Jesus said. We're in James chapter 1, verse 19. Wherefore, my brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. And you know, somehow we got that turned around. We got swift to wrath, swift to speak, and slow to hear. Oh, you don't know anybody like that. <laughs> For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness. Receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. Notice the engrafted word. The word engrafted in you. The word implanted in you is able to save your soul which is composed of the will, the mind, and the emotion. It'll straighten you out. Verse 22, be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. See, if you're a hearer of the word and not a doer, you're deceiving your own self. The devil didn't have to deceive you. You deceived your own self. But if any man be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he wants. Now listen to it. He said, the man that looks into the mirror, now how many of you know the mirror here that he's referring to, the Word, is the Word of God? He looks into the Word of God and he sees what the Word said about him. It sees that it says he's the righteousness of God in Christ. He's a world overcomer, for he that's born of God overcometh the world. He has world overcoming faith residing on the inside of him. And if he submits himself unto God and resists the devil, the devil will flee from him because the devil has no choice but to do it. Because the word of God is out. He has to flee from it. But now the man that's a hearer of the word and not a doer, he hears that word and he goes out there and faces the circumstances of life. See, while he's in church and in a meeting like this, it's, yes, amen, brother, I believe every word of it. From cover to cover, I believe the Bible. Then he goes out there in his everyday business affairs and the things just slap him right in the face. And he says, oh, woe is me. Every time I get in a situation, I always make dumb decisions. I don't know what to do. I tell you, every time I get this situation that just blows up in my face, oh, why me, Lord? Lord didn't have anything to do with it. You forgot what manner of man you were. And you didn't take a fire over the principalities and the powers and the rulers of the darkness that is causing your problem. 
And you begin to pray, oh God, do something about the devil. He told you to do something about him. If you don't do something about him, it won't be done. You resist the devil and he'll flee from you. You break that power. You see, the man that's a doer of the word of God, when he walks off, he has an image of what he... See, he looks in the mirror and he sees his natural face. Now, what that means is the face you inherited. How many of you know you inherited the face you have? (laughs) You look in the mirror of the word of God and it shows you what you've inherited. We have become the righteousness of God in Christ. He has raised us up and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We're far above principality and power and might and dominion and everything that is named. We're far above principality and power. We're not going to be someday. We are now in Christ. Not that we have the power within ourselves. We are in Christ. And He is raised up. And we're raised up with Him, Paul says. We sit together in heavenly places. Now, I have sense enough to know we're not there in the flesh. We're still here on earth. But in spiritual power and authority, we're seated with Him in heavenly places. And our rightful place on this earth is to have dominion over the circumstances of life. When God told Adam, you subdue the earth and have dominion over it. He never did rescind that order. He was to have dominion over this earth. And then, of course, you know, after he sinned and lost his authority, Jesus came to the earth, restored us to our rightful authority. Jesus stood on the mountain in the 28th chapter of Matthew before he ascended to the Father. He said, all power is given to me both in heaven and earth. Somebody said, well, what did he do with it? Somebody said he took it to heaven with him. When we get there, we're going to have all this power and authority. Well, what in the world would you do with it then? No, he turned to the believer and says, Now you go in my name. He delegated that authority to the church, the body of Christ. And he said, Now in my name you cast out demons. You lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So you see the man that looks in the mirror and sees what he has inherited in Christ and then goes out and forgets what manner of man he was, he's going to be run over by the devil. But you know what the Bible says in Colossians 2? It says, Jesus spoiled principalities and powers, made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Now, in the Greek, that word spoil means to strip off or unclothe. He stripped Satan of his start. He unclothed him there. When Jesus died, he stripped him of his authority and tell you the truth, he's streaking there now. He don't have a thing to wear. <laughs> Hallelujah. Satan has lost his authority. What authority he had, he gained it from man. And Jesus stripped him of that. Delegated it back to the body of Christ. So we're to be doers of the word of God. And to be a doer of the word of God means to walk in love. Now we're going to get on shouting ground. (laughs) Walk in love. You know, we always like those scriptures about love your brethren. Now, I'll admit some of them are easier to love long distance. <laughs> yeah? The Bible says to love your brother. Go to First John chapter 4, verse 7. 
Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and every one that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. He that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. In this is manifest the love of God toward us, because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. Herein is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us, and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. Hereby know we that we dwell in him, and he in us, because he hath given us of his Spirit. God has given us of his Spirit. Now let me tell you something about the love of God. Most Christians have never understood the love of God. I got some insight into this as I was praying and studying it one day. God said this to me, the Spirit of God said this to me. He says, you can never do anything that would cause God to love you any less. That doesn't mean that God doesn't love you. God has already committed the supreme act of love. Jesus has already died. He has already given his son the most prized possession that he had. That cannot be undone by what you do. Are you listening to me? Certainly God hates sin, but he loves the sinner. He loves the individual. He hates sin. You cannot do anything that will keep God from loving you. Now, we've done an injustice to our children saying, you do that and God won't love you. That is a lie. Now, they ought not do it all right, but you ought to use some other method to keep them from doing it because we've got them to thinking once they sin, they're banished from God and God doesn't love them. And that's not true. The supreme act of love has already been committed. It cannot be changed. God is love. Perfect love casteth out fear. And when you understand the love of God, you will never have any fear. Coming to God and saying, Father, I've sinned, forgive me. Let the blood of Jesus cleanse me and make me clean. For I know that you are love. Say it with me. God is love. Hallelujah. Now, loving an individual and walking in love and not in strife is not something you always feel like doing. You don't always feel like loving somebody. It's a decision you make. Now, let me show you something about the love of God. Now, somebody said, oh, I can't feel right about them, so I can't love them. Listen, there's people that I don't want to do business with. I mean, I've been in business with them once. I haven't forgotten it. I am not going to forget it. Somebody said, well, you haven't forgiven if you haven't forgotten. Oh, yeah, I've forgiven all right. But I am not going to forget it, because if I forget it, I might go back in business with them. (laughs) I'm smarter than that, you know. But you see, I can love that individual, because I made a decision to do it. I appreciate so much you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. All of this week, our CD offer is number 7211. It's entitled, How to Keep Yourself from the Wicked One. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19. You know, most Christians are asking God to keep the devil off them. They're asking God to do what God told them to do. 
And if we don't do what God told us to do, then we're open game to the enemy. In 1 John 4, verse 4, John says, Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Talking about the wicked and the Antichrist. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Now that's important to know. That the greater one dwelleth in us. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Is there any word in your testimony? Do you know what the word said? Do you know what the word promised? Then over in the fifth chapter of 1 John, it says, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? I want to call your attention to verse 4. Whatsoever is born of God. didn't say whosoever, said whatsoever. It's talking about faith that is born of God. Where does faith come from? From the Word of God. Faith is born of God. Now, in verse 1, it says, Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. We're born of God because we believe. But that faith is what gives us the victory, and it's what overcomes the world. Faith. Faith in the blood of Jesus. Faith in the work that He did at Calvary. That's offer number 7211. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this Charles Caps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.